AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, your one-hour entertainment talk show and program here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we have a great, great show today. Um, the Waterfire staff has been working very hard and around the clock, along with the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation staff, and we are preparing for the Flames of Hope, the ninth annual Flames of Hope, which will be happening on Saturday, and uh, I've got some great guests here today uh, that I'm going to actually just jump in and introduce uh, right away. Uh, my first guest is Joanne Lyon, and Joanne is a breast cancer survivor who has been uh, taking part in the Flames of Hope celebration of life for eight years now, is it, Joanne? Yes, it is. Well, welcome, and very nice to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you, too. Yeah, how are you doing on this beautiful day? Oh, awesome. Yeah, well, I'm so glad. Grateful to be alive. I'm, yes, I'm sure. I, you know, and I'm, I cannot wait to uh, have everybody hear your story um, because it's really it's a good one. Um, so, actually, why don't you could you uh, could you give us a little background? Sure. Um, I was diagnosed um, for breast cancer in April of 2007, and I started my treatments in June of 2007. Um, I was diagnosed as stage two. And I went through 16 weeks of breast, um, 16 weeks of chemotherapy, 33 days of radiation, and um, and then now here I am, seven years later. And seven years in remission, yes. cancer-free. Yes, I am. Well, that is that's incredible news. And how did you get um, involved with the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation? I remember, I, I live in North Providence. But my family does not live here. They live in Massachusetts. And so I really needed somebody to talk to. And I heard on the radio about cotton candy. And that the was cotton a, candy boutique. Yes, right? that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's right. And I kept on saying, well, I wonder where this is. I wonder where it is. And they said in North Providence on Mineral Spring. And I'm like, oh my God, I must go buy it every day. And how I, what helped me to survive my treatment was I would go swimming every day. I love to do laps. And I would go to the pool every day in North Providence. And I finally one day looked over and I saw the storefront, cotton candy. And I went in and that's that's the beginning of it all eight years ago from eight years it's been and so you went and and did you find it to be a a great resource so besides the swimming because i know that the chemo and the radiation really um can knock you out so the fact that you were going swimming every day that's a quite a testament to your strength yes and i can remember going into the pool and standing there and just saying dear god you know help me just help me help me be able to at least do one lap and one lap would turn into two, and two would turn into three, and I just did whatever I could do at that time. But yes, when I went into the uh, into the store, the first person I met was Susan Gemma, and she was a doll. She just welcomed me with open arms, 
and um, she helped me. She was my friend, and there wasn't a time that I ever went in there that she never hugged me and, and kissed me and just you know, gave me my resources that I need because, believe me, she is like a doctor. She knows everything. So she's a very good source of information. So it was a good place to, to really kind of almost treat your soul. and, and Absolutely. And do you find yourself going back still? I mean, I know that you're part of the Flames of Hope celebration, but do you yes. go back? And, you know, I guess the one question is, did you meet a lot of really good friends there? Oh, I, I met so many nice people. I still do to this day. It just amazes me, you know, year after year, there's always somebody new, either going through what you went through. And, um, you know, you just reach out to them or they reach out to you. And so I'm just so honored to be a part of this foundation because then from Susan Gemma, it went to Maria Gemma. Mm -hmm. And then from Maria, I met the other sisters, Joni, and then there's Gloria, and then I met the brothers, and, um, and then, of course, the staff. All the staff, Gary, Brian, Mandy, Carol. They're kind of yeah. like one big family, aren't and they? Lynn. Yes, yeah, yes, One they big are. extended family. I know, and, and I know Gary Calvino very well. We had him on the show um, last week talking about all of the great different programs that the Resource Foundation does, um, a lot of it with awareness and, you know, making sure that you get screened early. Um, can I ask you, how... Was, did you just go to the doctor and that was it? Or were you not feeling well? How yes, was that was a very good question, Bronwyn, because I missed one year of mammograms, of my mammogram. And I went to my primary doctor for a checkup. And I said, oh, you know, I missed one year of mammogram, my mammogram. And she said, oh, no, Joanne, you know, make sure you make an appointment and go. And I did. I just made a simple appointment and I went. And I was getting a call from my primary doctor before I know it. And she said, I want to see you. And I thought, oh, okay. And I said, can't you just tell me over the phone? And she's like, no, I, I'd like to see you. And I have a sister who's a nurse. And both of my sisters said, Joanne, we think it's serious. And I just could not believe it. I, I After felt one year, just missing one year. After missing one year. So that I, I guess, you know, for anybody that's out there and listening, that's why it is so important to make sure mm -hmm. that you go get your mammograms. And, you know, Gary and I were talking about this last week. Not just women, men. Oh, Because, absolutely. you know, men don't even think about... You know, getting tested, and, and I'm not sure if, you know, all the women are going and getting their mammograms. If the men would somehow just go and just get tested and check it out, what happens often, uh, Gary was explaining, is that because they're not looking for it, uh, and it's not kind of like in their scope of awareness, <laughs> it'll actually, like turn into something a lot bigger and it'll spread um, again because they, they, they're just not looking for breast cancer in men. So Exactly. They don't think that they can get it, but I have met many who did, who have it. Well, I've got it. I mean, was there ever a point um, in this? I hope this is okay to ask, but was there ever a point where you were just feeling really down and, and blue and, and worried? And, oh, and absolutely. Absolutely. Because you don't know the person that I am. But I am a go-getter, and I am just always on the go, and I'm a fighter, and, you know, go, 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 and be strong. And, oh, it, there was some days after my chemo that I just did not feel well at all. It does. It drags you down. 
There's no doubt about it. But, you know, like I said, how I survived was making myself go to that pool. Uh, I can't even explain it. God was with me. God has just been with me the whole time. I have to give the glory to him. I really do, Bronwyn. And, um, you know, to this day, it makes me sad. Yeah. You know, sometimes to talk about it. But you know what? You are you were just such a, a shining bright light, even <laughs> from when I first like ran into you in the hallway I'm a little bit earlier. Um, you've got such a wonderful outlook. And when you say go-getter, everybody who's listening should know that there was a couple of years where you were the largest fundraiser um, for the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer yes. Resource Foundation fire, um, because they, as everyone might know, or if you don't know, you should probably consider donating. Um, but they do this big fundraiser every year, uh, and it's for people to be able to carry torches and two years in a row or was it two consecutive years you kind of knocked it right out of the park didn't you yes yes i did (laughs) (laughs) yes and i had the honor of carrying to be number one torchbearer um for the flames of hope so i was the first one to walk down to the water basin from the state capitol and I can't even begin to tell you how that feels, especially when you see we max out the city, usually 10,000 people on that night for the Flames of Hope. Actually, we estimate more like 90,000 people. Oh, okay. Yeah. that's See? (laughs) My tears are always in the way. I can't even see the people. (laughs) Yes, I mean, it's one of our largest fires. And, you know, it's great. Um, I want you to kind of hold that thought about holding that torch because I'd like to really find out what that means to you and how that makes you feel because the fires are cathartic. And this is one of of our favorite um, lightings of the year. So, everyone, you are listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island on AM 790, your station for talking business. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Joe and Lion. Hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And as everyone knows, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And this weekend, Columbus Day weekend, uh, is one of the largest water fire lightings um, that we have every year. And we do it in conjunction with the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation, and it is called Flames of Hope. And that is certainly what it truly is. Um, Flames of Hope, a celebration of life, and it's more than just a lighting. Um, there's a lot that really goes on that day, and I've been here talking to Joanne Lyon, um, a cancer survivor, uh, somebody who has been participating in uh, uh, Flames of Hope for eight years now. She's been a great fundraiser and a great advocate um, for the work that the uh, Resource Foundation is doing. And we were just speaking, and actually I'm going to put this out there right now. If anybody would like to call in, and if you have a story um, and you've experienced either breast cancer or come to the Flames of Hope fire and you'd like to tell us uh, your story, you can call us at 437-5000 and uh, we hope to hear from you. But we were just talking about what it must feel like um, or what it does feel like, Joanne, to uh, have the privilege to carry one of those torches. I mean, there's 150 people from women to men, survivors, people who are in remission. I think some people walk in honor of somebody who's passed. Mm -hmm. Um, What does it feel like to carry that torch? I can remember when I first started, Bronwyn, there were 300 of us. The fire marshal allowed that at one point, 300. 
and that was a lot of people with torches. And then I don't know what year it was, but they cut back to 150. Um, we do have to raise $500 to carry the torch, mm-hmm. but there are some people, and I did it in the past, where if the money that I raised, I could give another person who could not raise the money, I could give them 500 to carry the torch. Mm-hmm. But to carry it is just such an honor. It is so emotional. When we come down out of the state house and we come down the Capitol stairs, and then we get our torches and we start walking down to water fire. Your tears, your tears just sometimes blind you. And you have people that are just yelling out your name. And you don't know where they are sometimes because you have to pay attention. But it is so honorable to carry that torch. And, you know, you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for the others and others that have passed. And shining a light of hope. Yes. Uh, essentially, I think. I mean, I think that's a, a candle in the too. darkness, you know. And and I'm sure you're doing. We were talking um, before uh, we even got on the air about how you actually were able to, because you um, were one of the first torchbearers, were able to actually hand off the flame to the ballerina on yes. the boats, which um, the people don't know, uh, there's always this incredible performance uh, that is put on um, before and during uh, the torch lighting, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that afterwards, but there's beautiful um, choreographed ballerinas on the boat, and so you had the privilege of uh, getting the fire to start mm-hmm. the ring of fire, huh? I certainly did. I'll never forget it. You know, I'll just never forget having that honor, and... Um, the ballerina would come up on the boat and she takes her torch and you take your torch and she lights your torch and then you everybody starts lighting each other's torch yep. we all you know give it pass it off yep so and I think, you know, can you tell everybody, uh, and I think this is really great, not only do you carry a torch, not only do you raise money um, for the foundation, but you also volunteer on that day, uh, helping with, what is it, putting the ribbons on people. Yes, yes, that's been my task for many, many years. And I'll, I tell you, they'd have to, somebody would have to fight me for it to <laughs> get that job, because I absolutely love it. When the torchbearers check in, they come to myself and my friend Monique, who now is also with me, and we put the pink ribbons on them. And also, they get a commemorative pin, Mm -hmm. and it says the year that they carry the torch. And you can collect these year after year after year. And you must have some collection then. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I'm pretty weighed down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. And do you have a favorite story, or is there a favorite? Is there a favorite part of the evening, um, or even the day? That just everything, just everything from the time you check into the hotel, which is the Renaissance. As a matter of fact, I won a two-night stay this year. This is the first time that they did this. Um, AGI Construction is the one who put this on for us. And um, if you were one of the first top six fundraisers for the torchbearers 
out of 150, you got a two-night stay at the Renaissance, and I was top three. That's fabulous. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. are, so are you staying Friday and Saturday night or yeah. Saturday and Sunday? Um, Actually, it's Friday and Saturday night. All right. Because yes. I know on Friday night, um, there is also, what is it, a calendar signing? Or the, there's a calendar that Gloria uh, Jenner, yes. um, Breast Cancer Resource Foundation, comes out with every year. And yes. so I know on Friday night, there's uh, quite... A celebration happening, and I know that Kelly Lennon's going to be performing at that, and that's, um, gosh, where's that happening? Yes. It's, it's happening in Station Park, right? Yes, right, right in Station the, Park. Yep. And that, and so Friday I think night. If people, uh, it's at 6.30, I believe, and if uh, people would like to go uh, to that reception, please uh, just go stop by Station Park, which is right across from the mall in front of the State House. You're going to see lots of tents up and uh, lots of stuff going on there, and so you check it into the hotel, and now does your family come and visit you? And Yes, my family is from out of state, but this has now become a tradition with my family. Um, they come on Saturday, mm-hmm. and, um, and then they just spend the whole afternoon, and then they wait for me to come down with the torch. But I have two great little nieces, and they're 9 and 11, and they look forward to this. When I told them this year that I could not get a hotel room, before I knew I won, I could not find a hotel room. Mm-hmm. They were so sad. They were crying. They're like, no, Auntie Joe, no, th- we do this every year. And um, so I didn't know what I was going to do. But then I won the hotel room, and so now they'll be happy. Well, congratulations. Yes. Well, that, that That's a yes. good s- stroke of fortune. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Well, you know, I think that's. Uh, it's, this is a good time to mention to anybody that's planning on coming down to the lighting on Saturday, which I hope you do, um, because it's a really an amazing, amazing evening. Um, traffic. Be aware of traffic. Be Give yourself lots of time to um, kind of get there early. I, as I was saying a little bit earlier, starting at 10 o'clock um, in the morning on Saturday, the Flames of Hope you know, uh, run walk series. You can go on site. You can pick up your registration packets. By 1 o'clock, the village is open. They've got an incredible... There's, actually, it's 2 o'clock. See, Joanne's helping me out here. By 2 o'clock... Um, the, the village is open, and there's all sorts of musical celebrations, and there's merchandise and awareness tents and resources, and so it's just a really fun place to be. Um, so take your time. Come down early before you make your way up at 6 o'clock to the State House, and that's kind of when the whole thing is kicking off, correct? Yes, absolutely. 6 o'clock. You, you want to be there even before 6 all right, and so 6 o'clock, uh, get there a little bit before 6 so that you can get a really good view. The State House looks absolutely beautiful, all done up in pink with words of yes. hope and everything else. And I want to tell you, you are such a joy, and I am so um, feel so blessed to have met you. Uh, and I, I'm going to see you on Saturday you night. You too, Bronwyn. God uh, bless, honey. Yeah, thank you. And you're listening to AM790, your station for talking business. I'm Bronwyn, and we will uh, be back in a moment. Thanks.
And hello, 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 and welcome back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your station for talk and business. And I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelzer, and just had a really wonderful chat um, with Joanne Lyons, and I'd really like to thank her. I think she's back in her car now, and uh, she's left the studio, so we're waving to you from the studio, Joanne. Um, what an inspirational and wonderful woman, a, a survivor who has taken part in the Gloria Gemma uh, Flames of Hope torch procession for eight years in a row and now this is the ninth annual uh, Flames of Hope that we will be celebrating this weekend on Saturday at Waterfire. Uh, it's one of our favorite lightings as everybody knows that we see about 80,000 to 90,000 people uh, downtown really spreading a message of hope and celebration and there's so many other things um, that go along with this with the event whether it's musical performances but as we were just talking to Joanne as we know it's really that kickoff of the event on the state house turns pink and there's letters all over the state house and there's always a very beautiful performance um, done by the State Ballet of Rhode Island and it is so moving and there's never really a dry eye and I am so privileged um, to have today in the uh, in the studio here with me Shauna Fox Marceau who is the choreographer uh, every year what for the past four years of these beautiful performance pieces uh, hello hello thank you for having me well welcome thank you well, you know, it, when we were uh, just talking to Joanne, and she was talking about being so excited to be able to get the fire from one of the ballet dancers that's on the boats. But I know that before that even happens, up at the State House, a little bit after 6 o'clock, you um, choreograph a couple of pieces, or one or two pieces, um, that people can expect to see? Yes. Every year... Uh, we're so privileged, first of all, uh, on behalf of the State Ballet of Rhode Island. I'd like to say, you know, what an honor it is to be part of the event. And each year, as as they develop what the whole evening is about, I feel like our involvement also develops uh, within that. And this year, we have more pieces being performed uh, than we've had ever. This will be our fifth year now going in. And this year we have four pieces that uh, reflect, you know, what the speakers are, are talking about and, and what the evening is about. And, uh, you know, it, it brings to life hopefully the message that we're trying to get across that evening. Which is, you know, every, so now every year have you kind of gone and looked at what you're about to compose as a choreographer, and have you had a different theme in mind, and does it, does it change from year to year? I work very closely uh, with Brian Sawyer, the director of special events for the Gloria Gemma Foundation, yeah. and it's not something that we just start talking about in September. It's something that's talked about all year, and I really look forward to it. And it's, you know, I, as an artist, uh, something that could be a, a, a difficult challenge, I, I welcome very much so because not only are you trying to understand a vision or a, a, a hope of of someone asking you to create for them, uh, you get I, I get to contribute my mm. artistic uh, intention or my my vision. Um, so it, they really get to fuse to make something uh, hopefully so beautiful and inspiring uh, for for everyone watching. Well, I know it's always so beautiful and inspiring for everyone watching. And actually, we've got somebody calling in who maybe can comment on this. Um, it's Laura Duclos on the line. Hello, Laura. Hi. 
Hi. Hi, Bronwyn. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm talking to Shauna here, and we're talking about the incredible um, ballet performances that the ba- State Ballet of Rhode Island does uh, to kick off the Flames of Hope event. And I know you've seen that, right? Oh, I have. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's um, This event, I think, is uh, one of Waterfire's, or, or the Waterfire event of the year that really brings down the Rhode Island community. So I think that having the you know having the ballet there to put on uh, these performances it has such an uh, such an emotional connection um, with all of the survivors and their families and friends that are gathered there and watching the opening uh, ceremonies and the lighting ceremony and the tor- them holding the torches it's a uh, it really sort of pulls it all together. And, and it, it kind of sets the tone for the evening and I, I think you know and it's funny because we. I, it was just uh, as we were talking to Sean. I was thinking you've really got to have a range of emotions there, almost like we have to do with water fire, right, Laura? So you've really you, you're paying homage and, and reverence to people who have passed. Um, I know mm-hmm. that there are a lot of families there, and so y- there's this connection between that, but then also the celebration and hope that you've Absolutely. got to trans. So there's this transformative aspect of it that must be really kind of interesting, like as well as with water fire. Um, and Laura, I think that you make a great point. It is, it is such a community event. But yeah, can you tell me how that how that process really works for you? Oh, I might I, I might uh, ask Laura. Do you feel also just in general that water fire does that? It gives that sense of community and togetherness. Um, aside from this event particularly, but when you then bring in this Gemma event um, that is so close to everyone's heart and and you then add in uh, an artistic, you know, through through dance, the artistic interpretation, that the sense of community and the inspiration that comes from, you know, something that could be, is so ugly, you know, a disease that is so ugly, it really shines a bright light on what the Rhode Island community is. It's, it's a community of strength. Mm-hmm. It's a community of light. It's a community of hope and... For me, that is a huge inspiration when I choreograph that number that then starts the torch procession and brings it down to the basin that, you know, that fire that's inside of one person is is so catchy in that spirit and that you're not alone. It's, it's a community that's really uh, fighting and thriving and it's I think Waterfire and the Gemma Foundation are a perfect marriage for this event and we're happy to be part of it. Absolutely. And Laura, you've, you've actually brought people down, right, um, and, and experienced it with people who have been newly diagnosed. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Sean, you just said that beautifully. You're completely right. The, the connection that Waterfire has, you know, is in its core is all about the community and bringing people out and enjoying each other, enjoying their families. Um, in this sort of natural setting, and, um, and and you're right, the partnership with Gloria Gemma just comes flawlessly, I think. And and uh, you know, in my experience, um, Gloria Gemma is such a resource and such an open community. As Joanne was sort of saying it earlier, you know, you walk in for the first time um, and you know visit their center and. You feel like you've known them for a million mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody who I hardly knew. We were kind of close friends, and, and she opened up to me at one point and, and said she was just diagnosed. And she's very young, 
that's another thing, too, is, you know, just sort of bringing it to the attention that younger women should be getting tested as well. Well, that's right. It's not your grandmother's yeah. disease anymore. Totally. That's and, uh, you know, she had three young kids, and, you know, as, as, a, as a girlfriend, she, she kind of came to me, and she didn't know about Gloria Gemma, you know, and then, of course, you know, I definitely knew about it. I knew about their great partnership with Waterfire. And, um, but that's all I knew, actually. I'd never been down to their resource center and visited. Um, and, uh, and I said, hey, you know, let's, let's do something on Saturday. Let's, you know, go, let's go down there. Uh, so they were advertising for an event that they were holding down, uh, down in Providence. And uh, we went down. And, uh, and like I said, they really were. It was an amazing community. Um, everybody just opened up. Um, Maria and all the staff, and uh, it's that feeling of you know you're going through the struggle inside, and you you know the support of having people who did you know, who don't even know you you know come out and say you know I've been through it or you know just any any sense of positivity mm-hmm. um, is is really really quite amazing, and I think everybody sort of standing with each other um, as they're holding the torches and part of that ceremony, watching the, the ballet. It's sort of that, you know, feeling of standing side by side with mm-hmm. people who have gone through very similar circumstances um, and, and that connection that happens um, as, as they're watching it emotionally unfold um, in, the, in the performance and the music being played is, is all sort of natural connections. I, I mean, I think that you just put it great, Lauren. So thank you so much for calling in, and it's nice to hear about some of the, the really great experiences um, that people have and the wonderful feelings that people have surrounding this event uh, and the collaboration between Gloria Gemma and Waterfire. Um, but, you know, I want to get back to, we're going to have to take a quick break in a second, but I want to get back to uh, Shauna and talk about what's going to be a little bit different this year. What can we expect to see? The State Ballet of Rhode Island, you know, I cannot believe it, 55 years they've been around. We'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, what we can see at Waterfire, and what we can see coming out of the State Valley of Rhode Island. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we've been talking all about this weekend or the upcoming uh, Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation Flames of Hope Waterfire, one of our largest lightings of the season, um, all about breast cancer awareness, uh, bringing the community together, celebrating uh hopefully a cure and, and, and the hope and the strength um, of so many men and women out there and their families. And I, I've been talking to, uh, Shane, Shane, I'm going to say it again, Shauna Fox Marceau from the State Ballet of Rhode Island. I mean, uh, Shauna's been choreographing the incredible opening um, that you'll see up at the State House with the ballet dancers that actually leads down the torch procession for over four years now. And um, I was just asking you, what is it that we people might be able to ex- expect to see that might be different? Uh, well, this year we'll you know be, follow the same structure, um, but just like the cancer survivors or, or the women or men going through treatments it's it's a process it's a, a journey of emotion that is up and down and 
sideways and uh, the different pieces we have a, a few to be performed at the state house and then then at the bottom or the end of the the torch procession at the basin on the um, basin stage right yes there. yes so it's a connection and then it, and then it will then connect out to the water fired and really you know put all the puzzle pieces together they kind of tell their own story uh, you know they have their own story each piece alone um, or my intention of each um, but you know some pieces are about the remembrance of of, of a loved one or uh, one piece is about um, how one person or one one experience can change your life and other pieces are about the community of hope that again that one person thinks they are fighting alone it's not it's community disease it's a community fight it's a uh, a strength that comes in numbers and and, and you know it's funny you were saying or we were talking during the break that um, you really are and the state ballet of Rhode Island is a community uh, in, in itself and it's a civic yes. regional organization absolutely uh, we're very privileged to have now made it into our 55th performing season and it's our emerald anniversary and it's almost surreal to say I haven't been here for all 55 <laughs> um, but my grandmother has she is the artistic director uh, of the State Ballet of Rhode Island and we are a uh, nonprofit civic regional ballet company which means that we have dancers that don't do it for just a paycheck or you know of course you have to love it yeah. no matter what you do I feel you should love what you do for a living but this is their passion. This is dancers. These are dancers that have that fire inside, that balance it with school, with work, with families. And we're a true reflection of the community. We are Rhode Island. And I think that is why we partner so well with the Gemma Foundation, because they are the community. And each organization uh, brings something unique and something for the people and you know that they are us and we are them and 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 how many people so that, well one 55 years congratulations that's Thank a very and you. and it's so cool to see that it's all in the family so I'm assuming your mom was a dancer as well yes she uh, also was a dancer she is the executive director and uh, assistant to my grandmother mm -hmm. uh, I am one of the resident choreographers along with my uncle Mark uh, Marsden who is also, for me, uh, a partner in this choreography many times when it comes to certain things because he is a very emotional person. Uh, he loves doing partnering, and he loves that relationship. He, think it's, he's, he very much likes showing the strength in men and women that a woman should always look beautiful but a man um, has such a you know a, a important role there to make sure that she always does mm -hmm. and so I really That's enjoy great. working with him for this event and he'll be dancing as an alumni again in this event and I was going to ask so how many you've got all these different performances but mm -hmm. how many of your uh, different dancers will you be highlighting we have throughout all of the pieces uh, I think we have a total of 20 or 20 maybe 22 dancers and seven of them are actually alumni this is an event where the alumni who are still actively dancing whether it be in college or classes or or somehow still tied 
to the arts. They they just really want to be part of it because it's so moving. Um, and I must say that we try to inspire our audiences through our unique voice of dancing, but how we are inspired by the event and by the torch procession and the people who are carrying those torches is number one. The the inspiration comes to us, you know, just as much, if not more, than from us. It's kind of a give and take there. Absolutely. A real synergy. Um, So are there other shows that you have coming up, or what what else? I mean, this is, I know this is a big one. that you, yes. And you've been working on it for a while. And I must say, um, absolutely beautiful. Shauna is nine months pregnant and sitting here <laughs> in front of me. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, but, yeah, what, what shows do you have? We have our two major performances of the year of Coppelia, which is a holiday tradition we've been performing in Rhode Island for decades uh, in December. And, and where will that be performed? That is at Roberts Auditorium, Rhode Island College in Providence. We've been there uh, a number of years, and uh, we'll be back there for not only our December show, but our March, our spring show, and that is going to be a premiere for our, us. Um, you may be familiar with A Midsummer Night's Dream. I played Titania. You I, did. I did. Not. A, I didn't dance, I, I, but I, yeah, I was a Shakespearean actress. So. Oh. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. When is that one? That is uh, in March. Uh, forgive me, I... Maybe my baby brain has taken over. I don't remember <laughs> the exact dates of our March shows, but we—that is a Rhode Island, excuse me, a State Ballet Rhode Island premiere yeah. uh, for us. So we've never done this, and we're really excited because we have five alumni choreographing different parts of that. Uh, so they're all alumni resident choreographers getting together to create this. So it's a, a different interpretation of of this Shakespearean. Influenced. I'm, I'm going to go see that one. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so those are our two major performances. We have uh, our, uh, May, end of May. It's always uh, at the end of May. It's a, a wine a wine tasting fundraiser. We have a outdoor stage where, at our training grounds um, in Lincoln um, that we have live dancing and live musical performance and I mean, it's a fundraiser, but it's also a performance and the yeah. great restaurants and different wines from Rhode Island or around Rhode Island. It's it's a great event. You People seem to really enjoy. Well, I mean, it, you guys are doing amazing work, and, and we are so um, privileged to have you be part of the whole Flames of Hope, uh, the celebration of life at Waterfire. And I really encourage people to go to the website or uh, Google the uh, State Ballet of Rhode Island and see what they've got coming up, and um, hopefully go catch a show. There's also always classes happening, and I hope that everyone comes down this Saturday uh, again, six o'clock, starting on the State House steps. You can see the State Ballet of Rhode Island and the incredible work of Shauna and uh, and her company and what they have put together to uh, celebrate life and uh, and inspire and uh, that's what we always hope to do at Waterfire. Um, just a reminder to everybody on Saturday, the river will be lit shortly after sunset, but the basin will stay uh, dark until around 7:30 when all of those women come down and men come down with torches and we'll have very special performances there. So um, we hope to see you on Saturday, Shauna. Thank you so much for thank coming you, in. Thank you, Brownwin. It's a, been a pleasure to have everybody. Uh, thank you to the listeners and um, we will be heading out. Thank you for listening to AM 790, your station for talk and business. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. <laughs>